if you're looking at car porn. I catch my wife. Do you know what my wife looks at all the time? What? Food porn. I look on her phone. She's always looking at a fucking cupcake. I'm, Put that shit away. You're in public. And we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to start it like this. <laughs> Bitch. Got like a Bitch. like a island guitar. Right. But then it's got like a Bruce Six Mafia. Hey. Hey. But it's like hey. got hella effects on it. Yeah. Roar. Making it sound kind of like a dog. It sounds like a bark. Yeah, but it's oh not. My. You can't get your pussy to a nigga. What? Now you sick getting pussy. Cause that pussy gon' be everybody beat. Say that shit. You can't uh. dope to these niggas. Cause they broke and they snitch and got these niggas. But since shots up in your beast. What? 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 You can't what? get your pussy to a nigga. <laughs> What's up, y'all? This you is impressive. This is Cedric. This is Ben. <laughs> and we are okay, through the great. Recording straight from PSOP Studio. <laughs> Sound better, bitch. And we are digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it, bitch! Let's get to that ratchet shit. What the fuck is this ratchetness you got on right now? It's called, nigga, if you don't know how to eat pussy, you can't get pussy to a nigga that's a pussy. That's all it is. All right, so you said and answer the question of whom wrote this song. Her name is Baby Mother. Baby Mother? Baby Mother. So she likes dick. I, I mean, I assume so. Okay. Why'd you say it like that? She likes dick. She likes dick. I know. I'm. I'm, I'm making because an assumption the, from from, from the, song? the song. And does it really matter if she likes dick or not? It does, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, right? But I don't know. That's why I'm just a little confused. So I don't know. I'm. I'm totally just throwing this out here, guys. I'm just mm. totally th- throwing a wrench in it. Okay. Um, people were given, uh, uh, a what? Young Thug. Uh-huh. Shit, because he was asked, "Oh, are you gay?" And he's like, "I'm absolutely the straightest man alive," or some shit mm-hmm. he said. I'm like, who who fucking cares? Yeah, he's straight. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you not listen to his music? He's clearly straight in his music. So move on. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people are super like obsessed with people's sexuality. Who cares? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, you control me all day with your sexuality. It's fine. I guess it's sometimes it's just cool because like. If I hear like somebody like um, Sid from the internet talking to a girl, it, it kind of helps because like I I'm a from a woman to a woman's perspective kind Got of it. thing. So I guess that's why it sometimes is uh I guess uh important to people. But to me, I mean, I can change your words to fit what I need. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me that much. So when I hear that song, I think you don't give dick to a bitch. Who's not used to taking dick because whatever else was the next part to that. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this verse, Cedric. Are you ready or what? Oh, shit. The verse is on me. All the right. The verse let is me, on you. Let me get prepared here, guys. Just uh, give me a moment here. Ugh. All right, guys. You guys ready? You guys paying attention and ready to listen to these, these lyrics? I'm ready to listen to your lyrics, bitch. I'm not a bitch. I have a penis, okay? Two cups toast up with the gang. From food stamps to a whole nother domain. Out the bottom, I'm the living proof. Ain't compromising. Half a million on the coop. Boss? 
drug houses. Where? Looking like Peru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm not doing the ad libs here. So maybe this. It's in. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm hurting the verse by not doing the ad libs. Okay. Um, drug houses. Where? Looking like Peru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know why I said boss. Graduated. I was overdue. I'm on due. Mm-hmm. Pink Molly. Molly. I can barely move. Barely move. Ask me about. I'm going bust the move. Rick James, 33 chains, ocean air, cruising Basan. Oh, shit. I can't. I don't know what this word is. Sorry, guys. Top off. That's a liability. Hit the gas, boosting my adrenaline. Is that it? That's the first verse. And if I do any more, you'll know immediately what the song is. Um... At first, I don't know why I said boss, but it sounded like his flow for a second. Two cut. It sounded like him, but um, I don't think he drinks lean, so I'm not going to go the boss route because it sounds like two cut means some some lean shit. Um, questions that I have. Uh, Please, this is what this game's all about. I understand what the fucking game is about. You don't have to get all angry. I'm just thinking out loud. Um, While Ben does the exact opposite and thinks solely right. in his brain. Well, I got a question. Ooh, <laughs> there we go. Has this rapper put out an album as a group or put out a collaboration album with another rapper? Yes. Ben always comes with great questions. Tressie. Why does I feel like <laughs> that was some shade towards me? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what the fuck, yo? Like, <laughs> I, I was just like, you know, all right, good job, Ben and Tressie. No, that that that's you that, know, that's 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 interesting. Just, just get my Don Lemon on. No, <laughs> no. Um, um, Ben, do you have another question? You can go for another question. <laughs> okay, here's here's a, um, a broad one. Is this rapper from Atlanta? Yes, yes. Mm. Come on. Those are two great questions, Ben. Tressie. The big boy? No. <sighs> can, you, can you give me... Uh, I, can you give me the first uh, like few lines again? Two cups, cup. Toast up with the gang, gang, gang. From food stamps to a whole nother domain. Yeah. That's why I thought it from food stamp to a whole nother domain. I feel like that's how it's... You know that song. You okay. just did the flow. Yeah. Oh, Future. What's the name of the song? <laughs> um, a whole nother domain. I don't know. To <laughs> a whole nother domain. Yes, Ben. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I was... I was singing about that song a couple weeks ago. Nice. That was huge. It was a huge song. Huge song. It was a huge song. But I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the, there's a thing with future songs where they can be huge and then sort of fall off a lot and not get spun as much. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he keeps putting them out. Yeah. You get these big smashes and then mm. desert. And then monsoon and then desert. And then monsoon and then desert. 
it's yeah. kind of cool because he's in in a certain way he's able to repeat some of the things that one hit wonders do. Yes. It's like yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's true. But he's like a, mm. he, he he's like he made a career out of being a one hit wonder. I mean, and it's that's it's not just what he is because he does have some projects that people go back to listen to. I know Interesting. I well, that was the verse. Jesse does not like Future. Well, you, he was like... Gang, gang, gang. It was like... <laughs> gang, it, gang, gang. <laughs> there's certain kind of rappers that use that. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing. Gang. Gang, gang. gang. <laughs> That's the ad-lib. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to ad-lib myself, like, super silently. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? That's cool. All right, gang. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what's next, guys? What's next? Let's go ahead and talk about uh, how we are going to be ending a certain segment of ours. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's time to say farewell, guys. Um, Don't say this... farewell. At least for now. Hold for on, now. hold on. We're going to say farewell for now. Um, so this was a segment that we were doing for at least 19 weeks. <laughs> we were doing it for at least 19 weeks. Because there was a young man by the name of Lil Nas X who had the number one song in the country for 19 weeks. And, and he was finally dethroned by Tressie's underage crush, Billie Eilish. Oh, my God. Shut your fucking face. Look, it's okay. You didn't do anything with this girl. You just, You're you know, ridiculous. Looked her up and down and had really dirty thoughts. No, I didn't. About a minor. No, <laughs> I don't like you. Do not put that narrative out there about me. Don't put that. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Go back and check the record. She Shut did f- not. She didn't. It was. It was pretty close though. I'm. I'm done with you. I'm so done with you. I still. Anyway, love you. we are saying goodbye to this segment because Old Town Road has been moved on down the road. <laughs> We're gonna move on down the road. I tried Don't to play take it. It was hard to say. Off the number one. <laughs> I tried to play it. It's so hard to say goodbye, but then I also thought about us getting taken down. So Yeah, because that actually was uh They were the other people. Yeah. Yes. Sixteen Boys weeks. And, and Mariah Carey, sixteen yes. weeks. Exactly. But um, so <sighs> we're saying goodbye to that because I mean there's no other point in us to mention <laughs> to mention any other song that's up there because Old Town Road is gone. Yeah. Um, if there is It was a, fun any... for a while, though. Yeah, it, was it was a lot fun. of fun. It was, it it was, was a fun run. You know. But uh, if we do if we do bring it back, it'll be brought back for um, a reason. If, like, another Old Town Road... Like, little Nas X gets back up there, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be crazy. We'll go ahead and celebrate that again. But out with one, we... Through one door, births another. I don't know. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> the death I? of a phoenix brings life to another phoenix. Oh, there you go. One baby dies, another baby is born. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Where did I, that I come from? It's like that. one life. If a life is like taken, then another life is given. I don't know. So I, was, I like was watching something about oh, abortion. I was watching. No, no. I was watching. <laughs> Dude, you better watch your nuts. You might kill someone. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> I was watching uh, Chance the Rapper, and he was talking about how his grandmother passed away, or somebody passed away in the house that he proposed to his wife at. So with one life going and transitioning, another oh. chapter is being reborn. That's kind of what I was trying to do with my segue. So here's my segue. We have a new fucking... Uh, thing we're gonna we're gonna actually skip over our hip hop cafe today, which is you guys normally uh, hear a amazing um, composition <laughs> that I've created. Um, <laughs> today I will not play that for you Aww. because that is only reserved. <laughs> so what are we gonna get blessed with today, Tris? Um Today. Um, I didn't create anything for this new segment, but I will create something on the spot for y'all. Oh, shit. We finna get a... Tressy Freestyle. Tressy Freestyle. You're right next to the board. Making sounds with my mouth is more fun. I think that's how we're going to introduce it. That's how we're doing it. The new segment is called... Um, artist spotlight. Hey! <laughs> and that is the artist spotlight song for now. All right, so Tracy, do you want to introduce the artist we're spotlighting? Since you actually did totally throw the spotlight on her for both me for and sure. Ben. So, um, this this artist we're spotlighting, she's well. Well, let's just give it to her. She what? is the. Um, creator of this segment because we wanted to, we didn't have, at the moment when we, cre- um, when I discovered her, no, no Rhapsody album was out, no nothing was out. And so we were like, what can we find that was like Chicago based? I think, I feel like we should start um, focusing more on the artists that are, are here in Chicago. And so I literally just typed into Twitter and I said, Chicago rapper, and I found her somehow. And so I was like, let me check this chick out, especially because she was a girl and I wanted to, like, you know, support the women. Sexist. Yes, yeah, super sexist, feminist, whatever you want to say. Um, <laughs> and to my surprise, it was a great discovery. Um, so shout out to Brittany Carter. Um, hey. We will be listening to, we have listened to your music. I don't know why I did that. One. She'll be making money soon. Oh, yes, though. We, we have hopefully. been streaming your shit, so hopefully you get some money from that. She's not too afraid of her own success, which is what it sounds like mm, in her music. Shut up. We'll okay, get into that. But, uh, <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. But, um, but yeah, so um, I found her, her, um, her music, and it was, it was a pleasant surprise. I mean, she, she had a great uh, sound to her. I love her voice. It's super, like, it was, it was kind of similar to when I first uh, discovered Joey Badass. And oh, how oh um, look at you, okay. And how um Joey had that old school flavor, but kind of with a new school um kind of mentality, I guess you could say. Um it was it was dope. It was dope to listen. So um Cedric, you you made a comment about her being afraid of her own success. Go ahead and dive into that then. Yeah, no, it just it um she has already got coming with the critique. Well, it's not even a critique, it's really just an observation. Um, you know, she obviously from the songs that she's put out, yes, she already kind of has an idea of what her sound is, and I feel like everything that is out and available speaks to that sound, which is good. I mean, that's that's something that I think a lot of newer artists 
a lot of times struggle with, especially in the SoundCloud era when you can just toss up two, three hundred songs and nobody fucking mm-hmm. cares. You know, um, the songs that she has up on most streaming services now, they even though it's not an album, um, the EPs kind of have this like this sound um, where they are sonically similar. Yes. Um, she's aware of her voice. Mm-hmm. And she's aware of kind of who she is as a person. Right. And that goes through her music. And mm-hmm. that's why I said what I said, because she clearly states that in her music that y'all keep asking me where the album's at. Well, I gotta, I don't know if I'm if I feel ready enough to do that. It's like she's underestimating right. her own abilities mm-hmm. while she's spitting all these fucking hot bars and making these fucking dope songs. Um so I was I was pleasantly surprised because I mean you Go into Twitter and you mm-hmm. t- find a random artist. It's like fucking a what is it? Yeah, the, like the, throwing a, a needle in a haystack. Yeah, like you have no idea what the fuck you're gonna find. But this was I was I was pleasantly surprised. You know, girls got flows. Um, like you said, Rhapsody just dropped, so I threw in her songs in the <laughs> in my like Rhapsody playlist. And you know what? It it worked. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a huge drop off, you know. I mean, I I definitely think she has some some potential. You know, I would like to see a, whole, a full project out of her. I would love to hear a full project out of her. Um, but from what I've heard so far, it definitely shows potential. Right, I agree. And what happened also, like, I think that she's one thing. Actually, I wanted to comment on is that you, you said something about how um, she's letting her insecurities, like, kind of. You know, hold her back or something like that, right? When well, she's she's, she's open, open about she's open about her her insecurities. insecurities. Yeah, and I think that's what what I, that's why I think her potential is so great as well, is because like so many people, like I I completely relate to her when it comes to that stuff. Like I I had to talk with um with Eamon the other day. Eamon's an engineer here at uh, VSOP Studios, really dope guy, producer, all that good stuff. Stay and, hydrated. Yes, <laughs> and um. I had a, a discussion with him, and it basically was talking about what she was talking about in Paper Crowns, um, kind of sort of like uh, towards the end of it, like when she says, um, my biggest fear is regret, still I won't pick up the phone. Like that line really resonated with me because I, my my biggest fear for this podcast is the fact that I don't want to go nowhere, <laughs> but I still want the podcast to grow, and in order to grow, you must network and, and and shit like that. So like it, it's a very real and dope line. And and I think her potential is is just enormous because of the authenticity that is in her in, in the way that she writes. Yeah, I mean everything she's <clears throat> she's saying, I believe it, because it's 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 pretty consistent throughout right. song to song. You mm-hmm. know, um, you don't get wavering, you don't get Okay, she has one track like this, one track like that. That's why I was saying I think she's really focused and she's very aware mm-hmm. of who she is as a person and who she is as an artist. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that all the time. You don't. You know, you I mean, really a, lot, don't. A, a lot of unestablished artists who may not be a household name yet, they're still trying to figure out who their shit. Some household name artists are still trying to figure out who they are and exactly what their what their lane is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's found the producer, the sound sonically. The subject matter, you know, I don't know if she's a Christian rapper or just a rapper who's who's open about her her, her religion or, or right, her, her spirituality. About her spirituality, right. Um, I mean, I would definitely say it's Christianity, though. Just from, right, from, from, just from listening to what yeah, she's saying. what she's saying, sure. you know. Uh, 
But the fact that she's aware of that and the fact that she's consistent in that message, I think, is is something to be applauded because right. it's not something everybody can do. It isn't. Yeah, I Consistency I agree. is key. Yes, the consistency definitely is key. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the consistency... Like, like cons- there's consistency all around. Um, I think you already mentioned this, though, too, um, about... Um, the Sonics, right? Mm-hmm. The produ- like her pro- her production choice is super consistent. But even when she's on features too, I think she has a couple like features on. Uh, it's the CAM, the Creative Artistic Mind um, project, and she's on a song um, called uh, "Long Time," I believe. Um, so it's, it, it's, and then I think she's she's also on some uh, another project I believe that I found Operation X. Man, she needs to be on the L.A. Van Gogh record. You know what? That actually would be that a would good. Be that dope. would be a, a dope collaboration. We might need to to broker that. Um, <laughs> and all that, that shit, yeah. yo, make that shit go down. That 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 might be good. Um, they probably if they probably know each other. I mean, everybody in Chicago knows each other. Ain't that a thing? <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, shit, I'm in Chicago. I know everybody. <laughs> I mean, we don't again. My biggest regret. I still don't pick up the phone. Exactly. I still don't fucking pick up the phone. But um, I think, I mean, as as we said before, we're going to keep going around in circles. This chick has a lot of p- potential. I love the way she rhymes. I love the way her she can sing and, like, keep keep her flow going. Um, I am very anxious, again, like, just like what you said, to, to hear what she has, but then you know, what she has in store in regards to an album like putting together a, a a conceptual, I feel like she would put together a conceptual album just based on the 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 um, music that we've listened to so far. Well, yeah, I mean each each song is a concept. I mean, yes. the song "Practice" dope. You know, it yes. freaking starts off with, with a AI. quote from AI. Like practice, practice, practice. We talk about practice. He's like, <laughs> and, and I give my heart and soul to the game. Like, yeah. and that you know, she ends it there and then starts the song. It's mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, again, on point, on message, mm-hmm. keeps it consistent. So, what would you say one of the f- your favorite songs that you listen to? Probably practice. Pra- practice. Yeah, I think supplicate was one of mine. Okay, supplicate was was pretty dope for me. Um, even though like paper crowns had that one line for me, I was just like, yes, I'm mentioning that because that is me all day. <laughs> but yeah, supplicate is is dope too. But yeah, shout out to you, Brittany Carter. Hopefully, somehow, some way, we'll get you on on the podcast. Yeah, I'd love to have you on. Yeah, um, and pick your brain. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, it'd be dope. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's the artist spotlight. Let's go. <laughs> we'll come up with something better. All right, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's what we said last time. <laughs> We'll we'll try something else. I mean that that's that's our brand though. <laughs> our brand is to say we're gonna come up with something better and we don't. Ooh, that sucks. That's not a brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, sounds like my marriage. Oh I'll do it tomorrow, honey. It's fine. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That sounds like our relationship too. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll email him an hour before the podcast. It was four. I know. <laughs> but I was just, it was four. I had to exaggerate for, you know, the effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next, guys? Um, 
Well, Taylor Swift has some more news going on. Oh, she does. What's going on with Chuck? Well, so Taylor Swift, um, I believe we talked about it earlier. She earlier, um, like in a, a previous couple... podcast, oh, okay. uh, and we've also talked about it several times okay. off of the air. Mm-hmm. Ben, I think me and you talked about it too. Um, but <laughs> Taylor Swift lost the battle mm-hmm. with her record label. Oh, to get her. And I'm, I'm saying air quotes here. I yes. said she lost the battle um, because she pretty much her. Back catalog was sold to someone that she didn't really like very much. Hmm. Oh yeah, I remember like the text messages or some shit was right. But then, out. but then something came out later where she was actually offered a chance to buy her masters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she actually was made aware of the sale prior right, to it happening. Right. So it just, it just seemed like she Taylor Swift the whole thing. You know, hundred <laughs> percent. I just, remember us talking about it. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, she totally Taylor Swifted. Um. And so now. In new updated news, she's threatening, and I'm saying threatening because that's, that's kind of what it is. She's saying that she's going to re-record her back catalog mm-hmm. and then re-release it mm-hmm. so that then she can own the masters to the new recordings hmm. and replace the old recordings on streaming platforms and make them... Start to count towards her. For her, yes. Now, this might seem a little crazy and out there. Mm-hmm. Partially because it is, mm-hmm. but it's partially not because Prince actually uh, threatened to do the same thing mm-hmm. against Warner Brothers, and subsequently it worked for him. Okay, in that Warner Brothers caved in their holding on to his masters, and they ended up cutting a deal, and he ended up releasing music again on Warner Brothers after the fact. So I'm sorry, the artist formerly known as his yes. name is not Prince. No, it is not. I'm sorry. Strike me down. Okay. All right. But so it's interesting. So it in my in my mind I'm thinking this is not her actually going to re-record these masters. Mm-hmm. It's her trying to strong arm the label and saying, "Well, if you don't give me what I want, right. I'm just going to do it my way." Right. Can you do that though? That so that's a legal way to do things, like so just re-record something and Yes, because the way masters ownership works is the person who owns those masters they own those recordings. Mm-hmm. They don't own the, the writer's rights. credits. Okay, they yeah, don't yeah. own the production credits. They own those specific recordings of those songs. Okay, got it. So if she is to re-release them, because she is the writer of those songs mm-hmm. and the performer of those songs, it would be similar to her releasing a cover of her record of that okay. album. But because she's the writer, she would be the giving herself the credits. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. So she's within her legal rights to do it. Hmm. There aren't really any cases of someone successfully doing this. Hmm. But I mean, it's worth a shot. What What would make it unsuccessful? Do we know? I mean, I'm sure there's some legal stuff the label would try. Or would fans even listen to it or care? True. You know, that's... Hey. Yeah, Would you would you care if it was... If the whole catalog available streaming was redone versions of the old stuff, I'd care if it didn't sound good. Yeah, like like let's say one of your favorite rap albums. All right, let's say let's say Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill for some odd reason, right? Um, she re-records and then re-releases the Miseducation that makes of Lauren sense. Hill. This is a good yeah yeah right. Let let, let let's say Lauren Hill does that. Mm-hmm. Which recordings would you listen to? It depends on the quality of the new recordings. 
it's on the you know it's it could be state of the art new equipment but it, it also it's like the feel of of the the originals exactly and that's something you can't reproduce right I mean, even when you have people, and I'm, I know you're familiar with this from working here at VSOP, when you have people re-recording samples so they don't have to pay yeah. pay the sample, it still doesn't it doesn't quite have the same yeah. feel as the sample. It works for what you're trying to do, but it's not the same. Right. So I I don't I this is where I think she'll probably fall short. Is yes, she can re-record with the musicians. She can re-record. Right. The lyrics and the songs, and she can hit those notes still. But is the feeling of those recordings still going to be there, or is the magic in those original masters? Right. I don't have the answers to these questions. <laughs> yeah, out there. yeah. Crazy. I mean, I, I just think about like the personnel on all this stuff. You know, if you have session artists coming in, whatever, like, yeah. Do you put in the money? To try to bring them back in for mm -hmm. a crazy idea like re-recording all this stuff, yeah, or what? Yeah, that'd be a interesting thing to try and figure out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, good luck to you. No, I don't really like Taylor I mean, Swift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do what you're gonna do, girl. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, the, this, you know, the Masters things comes up in uh, hip hop a lot, and I think one of the things is that. Um, you know, your typical hip-hop album will have those samples and things like that. And it has features. So if you're like, okay, I got my first album with Jay-Z on it. Like, can mm. I bring him back to do something like that? Would, would, is that something even considered? Because it doesn't really totally make sense. Mm -hmm. But then there are also people that aren't around anymore. Like, rap's that old. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, what do you do with features? Don't know, don't know, man. All right, what's next? Um, so just get, we're gonna get a little morbid here for a quick second. Just gonna oh God, here we touch go. on this for a quick second. But there, I'm sure, if anyone, <laughs> if anyone has been uh, watching the news, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've all heard these recession fears that are going around. Yes, we have. And I mean, I, I'm not gonna get super deep into like economic theory, blah 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 blah. But because I don't know it, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> you don't even wanna yeah go get into it, and I'm not that's a freaking a I'm hole. not an I'm not an expert in it. Any that's anymore. like that's like red pill or blue pill. Do you want to see how far the rabbit hole goes? Yeah, we had to do a whole Matrix podcast shit. on that, but we're not. Yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> we're touch not the economists. Surface. We're not. <laughs> There's actually a paper called The Economist that you can read for that. Exactly. Uh, but in the context for us, there there is more than likely a recession coming based right. on several economic metrics. Mm -hmm. And it kind of throws dirt in the face of Donald Trump, who keeps saying his economy is doing great. Right. And so for me, really, the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times recessions hit the most vulnerable people the hardest. Right. And usually the most vulnerable people are minorities mm -hmm. and, and people who are not as high up the socioeconomic level right. or ladder. So it's going to be hitting people in the culture pretty hard. And so it's just kind of one of those awakening things of, do you even remember where you were in 2007, 2008? Do you, do you remember what that was like? No. You really don't? Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, 2007, 2008, I was four years out of college. Or four years out of uh, high school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so you were probably in college. I was in college. Or in, oh, in quote unquote. In uh, I couldn't pay. I couldn't pay for shit. Exactly. I couldn't pay for shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was working two jobs and going to school. Yeah. Couldn't pay for shit. Yeah. In 2007, at least. Oh, yeah, I remember cool. I was... In 2008, I dropped out. I was in school. I was trying to be in school. I was I was also working a job. I was working two jobs. I had an on-campus job, and I had a regular job. Uh, I, was, I was working at the bank and at Roundtable. I was, I was struggling to get uh, financial aid. Same. Uh, didn't qualify for the loan I needed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, lenders Bullshit. were like, we ain't giving money to nobody these days unless you check off all these boxes. Right. Um, and I subsequently ended up dropping out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. So, yeah. Similar stories, you and I. It, 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 <laughs> it was not a great time. No, it wasn't. It wasn't no. a great time to be alive. Yo, I think I just analyzed something in my life that I'm not going to say on, li- <laughs> on, on air, but damn. All right. I think I just found out the reason for something. But anyway, but well, yeah, like that, that, those, were, those were some hard times. Did, they were. did the oh, albums reflect any of that? I'm sorry? Did, did the music... Around reflect any of that? Um, I mean, there's there's always like lead time, so you start recording and then you release later. But when I think about 2008, it's I mean 2007, it's it's still like Kanye fun. West, 808 and Heartbreaks came out in 2008. The uh, Rising Down, The Roots came out in 2008. American Gang- Gangster came out then. Uh, Ti Paper Trail came out in 2008. Yep. Finding Forever, uh... <laughs> Jeezy, The Below Recession, the came, out in, <laughs> came out in 2008. Yo, and that crazy. was actually a dope album. What's crazy is Blues Below the Heavens what came out. And oh. he has that song, Dancing in the Rain. Um, that, that Man, that's a good one. Damn. So, like, yeah, Freeway, Free at Last came out. Come on, man. Soldier yeah. Boy Tell Him came out in 2008. So I don't know if half the music really. I mean, Curtis came out in uh, 2007, 50, 50 Cent. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting. But yeah, there, there were definitely some melancholy records that came out. I'm thinking they were mainly in 2008. 2008. I'm after looking we, at 2008. After we, like... After it was... Felt that pain. Recognized, right? But that's kind of the problem. and Heartbreak? Yeah. Yeah, I said that already. <laughs> oh, I thought you said Graduation. Because Graduation came out in... Uh, it was seven. It was the year before, yeah. yeah. So, like, Graduation, doesn't that feel... Super happy. Yeah. We're on top of the world, and then it's like... Aah! 808s and Heartbreak. Oh, damn. Tronic came out? Black Milk? Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me going on my hip-hop shit. The Renaissance... Q-tip. That was a good year. Yeah. There's some music. Ice Cube raw footage. Never listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rick Ross Trilla came out. Q-tip anyway, Renaissance. Yeah, it was... We, I digress. It was a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, is this... So, <sighs> there are very few winners in a recession, but they, they do happen. So, really, my word of advice to everybody is just, you know... Get your money out the stock market. No, just kidding. Uh, Yo. Just be smart. Just be smart. Diversify your bonds. Thank you. Diversify your bonds. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Chappelle show. I know. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, I know. The Wu-Tang. 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 All right, what we got next? Oh, man. We got a whole bunch of shit going on. Um, Is it getting even more morbid? Yeah, just, just a little bit. So, Eric Garner, who was selling loose cigarettes on the corner in New York City, broke up a fight. Cops were called. He's the only one there standing. And he tried to tell them, I'm just here chilling, doing nothing wrong. Cops didn't like his answer, put him in a headlock, and he died on the scene. He's, he was recorded. He was recorded. It's notable that he said... I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Several times. Right. And they kept the headlock on, and he ended up dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Headlocks being a restricted move in, in, for New York City police. Yes, right. they're not allowed to use the It's a restricted chokehold. And so this whole story is just a little crazy to me because we're here years later. Was it four years later now? Mm-hmm. And the cop is still free. There was an internal investigation which found that he did not use a chokehold. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe William Barr even went out and said he didn't use a chokehold. Interesting. But then, luckily, there was a little bit of justice. A little tiny bit, a tidbit. And drop. He, was, he was fired. Five years later. Five years later, he was fired. For using an illegal chokehold, even though... One group of people said he didn't use a chokehold. Mm-hmm. The medical examiner said he did use a chokehold. Mm-hmm. Same medical examiner, mind you, who ruled uh, Jeffrey Epstein's death as, as, a, as a suicide. Hmm. Said that Eric Garner died because of a chokehold. Interesting. Just throwing that out there. Right. Conspiracy theories. No, no conspiracies. <laughs> no conspiracies at all. Just trying to cite that this person is... Somewhat credible, or could be seen as credible, considering okay. that they would say something was a chokehold when everyone else was saying it wasn't. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yes, the cop is now fired, mm-hmm. and I mean, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like there's justice now? Uh, it makes me feel like there's a a very high standard for any sort of guilt on. The, these officers, mm-hmm. because you know, if if you take it to any of the jobs, this idea of any of the jobs that you've worked, it was like if you worked at McDonald's and you know you, you screwed up all the fries, you know you might be fired for that, but nobody died over it, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody died on camera over it. You like, for sure getting fired if somebody died on camera from a fry that you fed them. Yeah. Oh, you put a nail in the fries and you were the one that bagged those fries? You are getting fired. Not the McDonald's owner or whatever, like, you know, or the person that bagged those. You know what I mean? Like, it, that low-level person is getting fired. So, I'm sorry, not to cut you off. My bad. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Right. It's, it's, I don't know how I feel about him getting fired. I, and I, I know that being a cop isn't like any other job. But I think, so, like, when you are comparing these things, like, sometimes people get, I do think that, like, sometimes 
when you compare like, yo, if I get fired from my job for sending out a bad email or something like that, or answering like, if I if I got an email at my job and um, it was a fraudster asking for account numbers to things and I gave them to him, I'm 100% getting fired. I'm wondering if like when other people's lives are in, in X stake, like it's a harder job, but I feel like it, it should be weighed heavier than like your mistakes should be weighed heavier and because it should be it's it's you have to go through a fucking academy to get into that job you know what i mean it should be it's it's crazy i don't know yeah i mean the the main thing that we see is uh which is kind of goes to the heart of should have the... took 5 years to fire this nigga yeah. <laughs> i don't get it well the heart the, the heart of it is like why is why why are people so quick to use deadly force when i mean it's basically it's strongly with black men. When when there's a black man, why is it so quick that you go to using deadly force? I can was, answer that question. <laughs> there was another case uh, recently about this uh, guy. We have answers to these questions. Yeah. The, in the, well, there was a stand your ground mm-hmm. case where this this guy um, was shot, mm-hmm. you know, at this gas station because um, this guy was yelling at his girlfriend and he he pushed the guy over, mm-hmm. and the guy he. Just, instantly oh, pulled yeah. his gun and started shooting. So it was like, where, where, why is the level so much lower for them? And, you know, this, these this are obvious guy, things. I'm assuming this guy is not black or something? Yeah, he was, he was okay. a white guy. And um, he was hiding behind the stand. Let me answer those loss. questions for you. Yeah. Um, so I, there have been, um, like, polls or tests or whatever to prove that people are scared, more scared of black skin, black men, than they are of any other, any other skin. They are more scared of. They are more scared of. Um, they are more scared of kids. They think that they are older. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they think that and and they're and which and they're scared of them. And that's so they the, yeah. The, I think the specific study was showing that if you showed a picture right. of a black person to any race of people, whether they be black, white, Indian, Haitian, Jamaican, whatever, they tend to see see them as a higher threat than. Anyone else who is of a of a different race. So, like, let's say, let's say you have two men who are twenty years old. One's black, one's white. Statistically, the respondents would say that the guy who's black looks bigger, mm-hmm. looks stronger, looks older, looks scarier. Even even other black people. Yeah. So it's just. So I think that goes down into the the cultural aspect of it, but I think it's even it's even worse than that. I mean, yes, that is something that it's seen, and, and so if you have that data, then you should work that data into the police training, or work that data into training with anyone who then has to deal with that type of person to know that hey, there's this implicit bias that is inside of all of us mm-hmm. that's probably due from years and years of conditioning. So we need to find a way to combat that, but 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 it's not there. You know, um, but I, I I also feel like kind of what you were saying, Ben, that there is this seemingly impossibly difficult to reach threshold of when it's okay to blame a cop for something. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 you know they can do almost anything, and it's like oh well, they have a hard job, yeah. Or you know that he was afraid, so he did what he had to do. In a split second, he made a decision, you right. know, and it's 
It's like, well, it it really seems like I mean, we're we're kind of talking around the stuff. We know how race affects these things, but you know, if if this officer was a doctor, and you know he was doing improper things and dropped like a child. You know, we it'd be more clear. We we'd be like, "Hey, this right. guy's not good at his job. He's right. doing things that he's not supposed to do." But when you look at someone like Eric Gardner, it's like a large black man. You're like, "Well, he's a danger." You know, what was he supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. fucking hate it. Yeah, and and so, in my personal opinion, I mean, yeah, it's great that he's fired. But if he was using an illegal maneuver. Mm-hmm. And someone's life was lost, then he needs to get charged with at least manslaughter. Right. I, I, I mean, you you use a, a move that's illegal because you can do what you did when you did it, mm-hmm. just kill somebody, and you just you just lose your job. He 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 can go across the the bridge to fucking Newark and probably find a job. Yeah. Like and do it again. So uh, another thing about this uh, this case came up during the Democratic debates. Bill de Blasio, for some reason, Mm. is running for president. For some reason. (laughs) And, you know, they were like, hey, this this officer in your city, you know, went through this and he he wasn't charged. He's even still an officer. What's up with that? And it like the official statement about this officer being fired said that there was no pressure from anyone else. But it was like clearly the spotlight that had already been shining on this case a lot got brought back up. And then suddenly something finally happened. And this is the kind of thing that we we see happen, and it can't get to that point. You know, all these cases where things get so egregious because people are connected, whatever, is like, no, if you're like, if you are a doctor working for like a, a, co- a college, you know, it shouldn't have to be 60 people that were reported you know, being abused before something finally happens, right. you know? But that is that is the nature of some of these professions. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that you brought up the, the doctor. Um, yeah, I text the story to Ty about that. It was this, like, Ohio State University doctor who was, like, just straight molesting kids. And he ended up getting a, getting off. He ended up dying. And then it came out later, like, oh, yeah, he totally molested, like, all these, all these freaking people. Uh but there are these these professions like doctors, dentists, freaking cops, where they have really strong unions and they've got they they make a decent enough money where they have enough pool to where they almost feel insulated from from the pressures that might be coming from the outside. And so when these little things happen, they take care of it like inside of their little bubble, but it doesn't get out. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah. Uh, I totally got sued for, for malpractice or something, but I still have my license, right? Oh, yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. Just, just keep going. And, I mean, I, I don't know how we fix that. You know, do you, do you, is a bad thing about these type of unions? I mean, the, the, the police union is huge, and well, it's super powerful. Any of these, any of these groups, they, they vary a lot. They should be better at policing themselves. Like, if you're... If you are a university and you're hearing complaints about, you know, inappropriate stuff, you know, you're not at the level where you put them in prison or anything, but you do what you can do. It's like, yo, you're fired. And other things like unions, you're like, we shouldn't let 
the bad people drag down everyone else. You know, just cut it off. So just random thing to throw out there. You guys know I love this shit. Uh, Bernie Sanders did release a um, criminal justice reform plan. And one of the measures in the plan was actually saying that whenever there is a police shooting that leads to a death, it's federal. it has to go to the federal government yeah. to investigate it so that it's not going to local jurisdictions to investigate mm -hmm. local cops. And if you guys want to check up on what Cedric just said, I think he talked about it with Cardi B. <laughs> He's talked about the, I think he said something about federal thing. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's. So that's, that, that will help with that type of stuff. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's get a little lighter. All right. Let's do that. Let's get a little let's, lighter. Uh, let's talk about. Um... Oh, before we get lighter, go vote. All right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please vote. Just vote. Just vote. Just vote. And, and then all this shit, things can change. Just vote and things can change. All right. Um, now let's get to some fun shit. Uh, we wanted to talk to you guys about... Pussy! Oh, all right. Well, would you like to lead the discussion on pussy then? There are... Uh... Pussyologists? <laughs> I was going to say resident expert. <laughs> I have a PhD in pussyology. Um, hmm, I love pussonomics. Pussonomics. I made a song about it. <laughs> I like to eat vagina. Y'all gotta, oh, gotta one. Y'all gotta follow the goddamn stories, man. Lil Nas X, watch out. Exactly. She's coming for that pussy. Uh, anyway, um something fun. Something fun. So uh, one of my favorite rappers. Yes, one of your favorite rappers. One of my rappers, favorite rappers that fave. most people probably don't know about, but it's okay. Danny Brown. I fucking love this guy. He's fucking dope. He picks uh -huh. dope beats. He's got a crazy voice. Uh, he's crazy energy. He went through a phase where he was doing a shit ton of drugs, and the music was great. And he's just a funny guy. You think the drugs... Never mind, I won't go into no, that. No, the music he made on the drugs was great. Okay. It was it's fucking great. Um, Close his eyes twice when he said great. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, when, you, when you're going down on pussy, you got to close your eyes. You don't want to get that pussy juice in your eyes. Um... I'm the pussyologist here. We'll take advice from me and me only. You don't close your eyes when you go down? I mean, yeah. yeah okay, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, as I was saying, um, so Danny Brown actually just recently got a show called Danny's House. On, on Viceland. Vice, Viceland. Yeah, was it Vice or Vice TV? Viceland. It's called Viceland? Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I haven't watched it it's yet. It's fucking hilarious. I, I don't have Viceland or any other lands because I don't have TV. Uh, but... You don't have cable. You do have a TV. I have a TV, but it's not TV. It's it's it's, it's video games and Netflix. Okay. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> I have a monitor. A monitor. That, that hooks up to my Chromecast. Chromecast. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, like... So I yeah, mean... He's great. He's Okay, so... He deserves I, a show. I wanted to see that show. He is a character. Like, if you watch some of his his video or not videos, but his, I mean, yeah, yes, his, his videos, music videos are insane. And if you watch some of his um, his interviews, like the guy is is, is hilarious. Um, but there's there's a ton of rappers that have shows right now. Um, who else does? I mean, Action Bronson Bronson like started on Vice Land, having twenty thousand shows since he's he was a chef. He had that that like. I think it was like supposed to be a late night show where like they would cook something 
He'd have like his band do some shit, and he'd have some crazy fucking different ass people come through and do some things. Was that the one where they just like sit around on the couch and smoke weed? No, that no, one is it was um, like which delicious one is as fuck, right? Yeah, delicious okay. as fuck. Yeah, something like that. Fuck, that's delicious. Oh, you know, I'm, fuck, that's I got, delicious. I, had, I was yeah, thinking of yeah, words. Yeah, fuck, that's yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he, but he also had that. I think that one's like something aliens. That one. That's, oh, because yeah, they sit yeah. around the, at the where they just sit around and just smoke weed and just yeah. talk shit. Right. It's like a podcast, but he's getting like paid TV money to do it. Right. The yeah. fuck, man. Dude. The fuck, bro. Where, I mean, where's my fucking? You better start marketing for us. Got to get that shit out there. Action, uh, action. <laughs> what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you are listening to this right now. Obviously, I hope who's so. not. Um. But I mean, and then like Vince Staples got a show that's coming up. Like yeah. uh, apparently, I I think I watched the first episode on YouTube. <laughs> it was only like three minutes long. Was no, that, that was just that was just like a video. It said episode one. I don't know. I think that was just his him marketing himself in like a oh. video. Because there's also a song that came out on the side of that. Okay. It was hilarious though. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was it funny. was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. He's talking about the Obamas. Like, which one? The black one or the white one? The white one? one? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. He's like, man, I don't know. It's a Monday and I got to yeah. get a haircut. You know, niggas don't be cutting hair on it's Mondays. On Mondays. <laughs> like, holiday or some shit. This one place is uh, Pasadena. <laughs> Show up under a bunch of bloods and that bitch. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. But yeah. I mean, dude, Snoop has had shows. Multiple. I mean, he's had GGN for the longest. He's had... um On YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But then he's with fucking Martha Stewart. He had that um, poker game yeah. shit. Like, there's so many rappers that are going on to TV now. And I think it's because... Um, it could be, one, because the kids love YouTube. We talked about that, I think, last podcast. Kids do love YouTube. They love, they love, they love the YouTube. They love watching things. Yeah. Kids don't like podcasts. D- Doggy Fizzle Telefizzle. Fizzle. That's what his. He he had a sketch sketch comedy show that came on MTV. Interesting. I remember one of the episodes where he was like strolling through the fucking drive through uh, and he was high as hell. He rolled down the window of the drive through and the smoke is billowing out the side. I remember. Right. Ha ha ha. It's so funny. (laughs) All right. And then, like, (laughs) you know, we could like kind of end it right there. Then, like, let's ask the people, like, what are your. Favorite rapper TV shows or rapper like not like, reality shows, not motherfuckers. Reality, no. I ain't talking about Flavor no. Flav and, or Love and, and Hip Hop. None of that bullshit. I'm talking, talking about, about Killer Mike, Trigger Warning, right? I'm Loiter talking, Squad, Loiter right. Squad, right. right? Our Future. Um, we're talking about like shows that rappers hosts. Yeah, they, like, like they just host these shows. Or they they don't have to they don't act as a character they are themselves themselves for the most, for the most part at least it's Lord Danny's house yeah Danny Danny's house I mean who else is there there's a, I mean Def Comedy Jam we didn't didn't we think talk about that like going all the yeah, way back because that's Russell Simmons yeah dude Marky Mark is a full on full blown actor now true he he's part owner of Wahlburgers. <laughs> So, Come on, Marky Mark. Don't forget about Marky Mark, man. Oh, all right. Well, Marky Mark, huh? <laughs> Y'all remember that, that shit, about? right? Ben, Marky don't Mark act like you the, don't know who Marky Mark is. No, I know Marky okay. Mark. And he's a fucking full-blown actor now. Common's an actor yeah. now. Come, any- <laughs> this is what we doing, G? This is what we doing. Oh, you said, shit. Come on now, Marky Mark.
Marky Mark. <laughs> you got to feel the vibrations, man. Oh, my God. I mean, dope. Okay, so, I mean, y'all know where to find us. We're on all social media outlets. You can Google us. You can YouTube us. You can Instagram us. You can even Tumblrize us, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Is that still up? No, I think I got rid of it. All right, that's fine. Nobody's fucking on Tumblr anyway. They took out all the good stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so um, thanks again to VSOP Studio. Shout outs for making us sound better. And if you want to join, join. Hit yeah, us up. Yeah, hit us up. We'll try and get you in if you need to sound like us. Um, and we are at this, motherfuckers. Deuces. Deuces. Do-do-do-do-sis. do 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 do